Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. Add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. Cousin Sal coming to you with my good, good pal, Dave Damashek. What a weekend. What a night of TV, Dave. I don't, I don't know, man. You're going to have to recap it. What happened? Woody, the way I see it, Woody Allen accused Queen Elizabeth of being racist because she wouldn't get her pregame haircut from the black barber played by Eddie Murphy. I don't know. I'm confused. And Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin was, uh, was expelled from the Royal family. And, uh, I don't know. Somehow, somehow the Ottawa senators have an overtime. I, the whole thing was a, it's a blur for me. What happened on Sunday night? It was, uh, but what it was too much. That's it. It's officially too much TV. On Sunday night, a random uh, March evening. Can you believe but, uh, it? Boy, yeah. you really had to work. The, the DVR got worked over, but good. It really did. I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but this uh, the whole thing with the royal couple there, Meghan and Harry, and Oprah sat down. And I will say there was a lot of whole a lot of thing. Like they, were, they felt trapped. There was racist implications against the uh, the palace. And, and uh, one thing Oprah did not touch on, I feel like she's sli- uh, slipping a little here, Megan and Harry named their kid Archie Harrison. Archie Harrison Montbatten Windsor. Now, I don't know about that second part. That's nonsensical. And uh, the, the kids are just going to make fun of you if you have that long a name. But Archie Harrison, two of my three sons' names are Archie and Harrison. What are the odds, Dave, if, if Fanda would have put odds on this, that Archie Harrison is... I know Archie's a little more of a popular name in, uh, in England overseas, but Archie Harrison? I don't believe in coincidences. Okay, I think they no, I think they stole from me here, and the litigation is ongoing. I'll just say that. Yeah, are we supposed to believe that uh, the Queen Mum was a big uh, was was a big fan of the goings on in Riverdale with uh, Archie and his pals Jughead and the rest? I don't right. think so. Yeah, it's or a straight or line in Queens. to you. Yeah, or no, Archie Bunker. No, I have a feeling that's not. Uh, although now we're hearing, who knows? Maybe that is the uh, the origin. But again, the the main point is Oprah. You're slipping to not ask them about that is uh, just ridiculous. I mean, that's okay. We'll get. I never this. made that. I never the the uh, coming to America and all of that connection. I never made the connection with Queens and uh, and Archie Bunker. Hmm. All right, oh, that's another possibility maybe that maybe they got yeah. it from you. Right. Um, the big news is that basketball game, whether you liked it or not, Team LeBron went out there. I, I, it was like 62-60 at one point, I think. And then it was like 100-80, to 80, and Team LeBron held on. They were a three-and-a-half-point favorite, according to FanDuel. 170-150. to 150. Now, Dave, the over-under, it went off at 320. So it lands right on the number. It was 307 on Friday. Like it went up 13 full points, almost a half a, a team's half the points in their quarter. It would be and a half quarter ends it. And I, the scoring is weird. there's so much to get into here, but the scoring is weird. They start over each quarter, but they also keep the tally in the top corner. And then for the fourth quarter, they take the cumulative score and they add 24 for Kobe. And that's the goal to reach. I, I, this is new common core math, but I, I wasn't getting it too much. If you weren't getting it, then you know, uh, without <laughs> saying it, I didn't understand what the hell was going on. And listen, I don't like to be a curmudgeon about these things. I don't like when people get in on, 
athletes who wear their hats backwards or if they like to do stuff on social media in their free time. That's uh, that's that's fine by me in the 21st century. Where I draw the line is when they don't give a crap, I don't give a crap. Mm. And what went on with it with a couple of the Sixers like, oh, yeah. I mean, that sounded that sounded awfully close to me of like, you know, how do we end up not actually having to play this game is coming up with some jive about uh, we got too close to a barber, so we don't have to play. Oh, that happened with, stuff. The, with the Chiefs, I mean, too. I, yeah. Yeah. The, the barber thing is I don't like to the grab barbers. Yeah. You love WWE stuff. Mm. Sal. Imagine, though, imagine if uh, your pal uh, Ro- uh, Roddy Piper was out there playing grab ass and, no, and laughing never. it up with his foe in in the squared circle. You wouldn't like it. It's it it, it loses the suspense of of hatred and that depends upon them not liking each other. I, I don't like Chris Paul taking the ball from James Harden and them in the play looking at each other and kind of chuckling. No, there's no there's nothing nothing pleasurable about this. It's a it's an exhibition for them. Ergo, it's a meaningless endeavor. Ergo, what do I care? There's a lot of ergos in there, but yeah, no, I agree. The only potential conflict that was there is when they draft teams. You're like, okay, maybe this could instill, because it was getting a little chummy, right? So maybe this will instill some competition, but no, it doesn't matter that Rudy Mm -hmm. Gobert is picked last. He's like you said, he's hugging it out with everybody on on the court. It didn't matter, but you can bet on these games, which made it interesting I guarantee everyone who bet over 320 forgot that they were going to install a limitation on the scoring. You need 24 more points to win the quarter and to win the game. And they landed right on 320. So, again, the odds makers do it again. Good job by you, Fandle. Hey, uh, Giannis didn't miss a shot, one MVP. I called it the degenerate trifecta, and I did very well on this. Uh, 35 You really did. I don't know how you guys are collectively deserving of praise for your wizardry over, like I say, this exhibition, how you possibly can gauge what's going to go down in this game when nobody is really is motivated to win or otherwise, or to put on their best show, how you guys were able to be so accurate. I I commend you for it. Well, it's, it's dumb luck is the answer. If you need, if you need the answer, but Giannis was six to one to win MVP. I don't know. I thought it's up there. He needs to show off. Everyone's forgetting that he's a amongst the three best players in the league. 16 for 16. I didn't think he would be that best. But 35.7 rebounds. Yeah, Joel Solomon. What uh, what uh, or Jim Cunningham? Who else did the degenerate trifecta have? That's a bonus. Parley Kidd had to win the skills title. Someone Steph had the, Curry. Curry to win the three-point. Um, that went well. Uh, Curry wins that three-point contest. It was exciting. Let me ask you this. Why wouldn't pay two-to-one odds? Why wouldn't he enter every year? If you're up there with amongst the best shooters of all time, and now a lot of people are saying, well, there are going to be people who say it's Larry Bird no matter what, right? And then there's going to be people who will say it's Reggie Miller. And now it's like the new breeder saying, no, no, it's Steph Curry. Why wouldn't you do this every year? This is another thing you could add to your resume. You could say, hey, I, I, guess what? Nice, Reggie Miller. I won the three-point shooting contest 11 years. What about that? Wouldn't you enter every year if you were as good a shooter as him? I feel like... You, uh, you, you want to do the math of like you win it, you remind everybody. It's the same thing as I've said about the '92 Dream Team. What the U.S. should have done in 2020 with 2020 hindsight, or in, although I was saying it in the moment, just teach the world a lesson one time as just like something to point to for the next for the next several generations. Like you want to mess with us, Brazil or Argentina or whoever you think you are can compete with us in basketball. As a reminder, we'll refer you to 92, what Magic and Jordan and everybody else did to you. 
Mm. Then you keep coming back. It's good. Steph, just as a reminder, I'm I'm obviously the best. Now, now carry on with your with your JV little exhibition here. That's that's why you don't do it every year because it raises the chances oh, you're going to lose. No, I don't know. I don't know because now you know LeBron wears the shirt that says he's changed the game for the better or whatever. He's changed it forever. There'll be another Steph Curry that comes on in 20 years, and then you're going to have to point to numbers. Joel Solomon, what do you think? I think he does this every year. I I, I would I would want to do it. I. Because Bird won it three years, right? He won it the first three years of this contest. Steph has won it two years with a few few uh, few contests in between. I don't know. I think that's a nice resume builder. You go out there, you you kick the crap at everyone behind the arc. I I think this should be like the Masters. When you win the three point shootout, you you get a jacket. You're mm. welcome back every year until you're fifty. Shooters can always shoot. They Steph always says his dad can still shoot. If you win the three-point shootout, you're welcome back and, until you're 50 years old. Steph should should still be Ooh. in it. Reggie Miller could be in it if he wants to. Larry Legend, you're you're all welcome back. I don't mind that at all. I love the I love the old timers thing idea, but also I love the idea because it it's so close to the Masters green jacket. This should be Larry Bird's warm-up jacket that he famously wore as he shot the final uh, three ball and walked off with his finger raised high before it even went through. Um, that should be the three-point shooting contest jacket. He should the old Celtics warm-up jacket. Oh, that's should, uh, good. Should be that's a good idea, Joel. That's but a, you know, that's, again, a, that's a cool one. But way down with at with Mountain Dew is in every pocket, right? And there's like six pockets, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey, uh, you know, can I say one other thing when we're talking about these? I, I've long said, because the five-on-five, five, I find it unsatisfying because nobody's playing any defense. It's worse than even the hockey all-star game at this point. Not as bad as the football, uh, the, the the Pro Bowl, because those guys require to, are pull, to pull each other down to the ground, and they don't even try to do that. So then really, what's the point? But with basketball specifically, how about we, we, we institute a one-on-one -on -one tournament? Wouldn't that be more fun to watch on All-Star Weekend? You go 6-10 and under and 6-11 and over. That's that's the turn because because that's where it would cut. Like Giannis would defeat, you know, whoever is six foot five. So you got to have the 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 uh, string beans play on one side and the uh, and the shorties, a.k.a. the guys under 6-10 on the other side. Two tournaments. And I mean, who wouldn't be captivated by that? No, but I like it. But nobody, no one wants to do it. This is a free weekend for everybody. You're asking guys who don't normally want to play defense in a game. We're going to play the hardest they've played all year in a tournament to not be embarrassed in a one-on-one -on -one competition. It just, I'm trying to think which, who would do it. Would the rookies even do it? Would the rookies who didn't I don't know. It? I just know they wait. I, it's fun to think about like you that, that you would enjoy seeing Steph Curry. What I would do that he should do this every year, whatever. Mm. To me, I would do exactly what Embiid just did in Simmons. Like, I, oh, uh, I think, um, yeah, I think I saw somebody who he had a cough. I better sit this one out. I would do that forever. I would never play an all-star game. No, really? No, thank you. Interesting. No, I, I play enough games. I don't need to play another one. Another well, uh, exhibition game. If they took your attitude, who the hell's playing in this one-on-one -on -one game then? Where you really have to exert some effort. Well, then, I don't know. I, I'm well, trying to think personal what, pride. What kind of what kind of incentive you'd have to go? Have to be a really big trophy, one that even you couldn't lose. Um, I don't. I don't know. As I, I've I was, said about the skins game, Sal, in golf, the best thing in the world would be, and I don't know why we can't have this. And you know, as more and more professional athletes embrace and acknowledge publicly that they like throwing a little bit of. 
of uh, action on it to make games more interesting in other mm-hmm. sports. If you said, hey, every NBA player, million-dollar buy-in of your own money, winner take all, uh, everybody would be in that one I love tournament. It. And I don't think you'd have to worry about them trying hard either. That Betting I on like. themselves. That's what, that's what professional athletes love to do more than anything. The- that's why it would be the greatest thing in the world if you had golf. Or uh, uh, if you had NBA players betting on literally themselves, not on their team, on themselves. LeBron, I'm betting on me to be the best 6'9 and under player in this one-on-one tournament. It would be the most ferocious tournament that we've ever watched. The, the only I like it. I like it a lot. The problem is it, it's never their money, right? There's always a sponsor attached. How do you police that? How do you say... How, what stops Phil Mickelson, who's out of the top 100, by, by the way, for the first time in forever, but... How do you please He's Phil old. Mickelson from not saying Coca-Cola in heaven? I can't believe I missed that p- shot. Even if it's not, you know, uh, <laughs> legitimately tied into the production, he could, they could make side deals, right? I'm like, oh boy, wow. Everybody heard that? How many? 34 million people watching that Coca-Cola? I, I don't know. It just seems like. Uh, oh, it tough. lipped out Mr. Pib. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I wish. I don't could, know. I I mean, I'm not worried about that. that. That's right. I don't know who's going to do the police. I don't know. We'll hire Charles Oakley and yeah. he'll have to police it. Have I don't to have know to who. Venmo it from their own That's not account, my business. And you have to take a look at where the money, you have to follow the money. So anyway, no, I, there are some, uh, I, I thought uh, unicycling, I, I gave our pal Corolla a nod, but unicycling is very difficult. And for some reason, our friend Adam Corolla does it very well. I thought seeing some of these guys try a unicycle, it's uh, better than even a bucking Bronco. Like how like, couldn't, couldn't probably go three or four feet. Uh, most of them, but um, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to go with um, the uh, the uh, entertainment value in these things. Slam Dunk was unimpressive. Um, everybody, it seemed, wanted Obi Top and all of our Knicks fans, friends out there. But Anthony Simons wins. He was plus two seventy five. He almost kissed the rim. David might be in a curmudgeon here. I know, like there are people who are like, ah, there's enough music made. We don't need any mu- music. We've heard it all. We've heard. Every variation of the same six chords. Uh, we don't need any new music. I get, I get, I get that. That's a little old timey, timey and stupid. But have we seen almost every variation of the slam dunk? Are we in trouble? Yeah. What, what, what do you do? I thought that though. It, it's one of those things though that I re- I sincerely held that opinion um, twenty years ago. I thought, what, what? Okay, Dominique is the, a human being. Is not going to. Uh, put his face closer to the rim than Dominique is. And then Dwight Howard had his little run where he was putting on the cape and everything, and it felt stale. But in the, then within the last five years, that are, there have been some real standout dunks. So I guess it's fine. I, 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 you know, I, I'm, kissed I'm the, he almost I kissed I the rim. I, this guy wins because he almost yeah. kissed the rim. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. He almost plucked an eyeball out and dunked it and then dunked with the other hand. I don't know. We're getting close. It's getting a little bit, a little bit thin. Um, the ones that make it, the thing that rejuvenated it for me in the last half decade is the one are the ones when the guys like bounce it to themselves and they like catch it behind their head. The, the coordination to be yeah. able to, that's the thing we forget about. I, I, I've said this a million times, and I'll now say it for the million and first. I think we sleep on the hyper coordination of NBA players because we talk all the time about like that team needs more size up front. They, they need more length to compete. Like where 
are all the 610 guys coming from on the planet Earth? I have no idea where this refillable mm. well of, of human beings that are this gigantic and coordinated exist as we wring our hands like this team could really use a, 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 a true center on, uh, on their ACC team. Like, where do they come from? How are there this many hyper-coordinated human beings on the planet Earth to populate NBA yeah. rosters? It, it, it boggles my mind. It also reminds me of why I, I contended controversially last week that American athletes, if with given a half decade of practice, could oh, win the soccer world oh, cup. People this did not silly. like that. But anyhow, I, I don't want to go we in don't that have direction. To. I'm just telling you. Uh, the, the idea that you not think not, not just one would replace a single member of the team, but all of your athletes lined up would be able to replace every single player. That's it. That's that's how it would work. <laughs> And you don't even see how this is. Um, the, who's who's a good skater? B Brian Boitano, was he a great skater? Yeah. My message. What what if they sure. said you would go nuts if people were like you know what? Just put put him in the NHL. Make some nifty moves around the goalie. Like no no no, he needs to do it with the puck. Like oh he'll figure it out. Well that's basically what you're saying. No no no. Same thing. You could shake. No, it off. it's the it's same, same thing, thing as saying Ronaldo Nehemiah or Ron right. Brown or Willie Galt should play football. Yes. And Bullet Bob Hayes could do it because he was, in addition to being world-class fast, he was hyper-coordinated. That's the key detail. When All I right. say speed is the is the, is the the main virtue, I'm saying among the hyper-coordinated on the planet Earth. I'm not saying you or me transform us into one of the fastest people in the world and suddenly we'll be ready to win the world. There's Cup. a ball attached. You're not Alvin jumping Kamara over a hurdle. There's a ball attached to this thing. There's a puck attached. There's a football attached. You have to do so much more than just run. Use your speed. Those legs have to be dribbling a ball in control in such a way that a defender doesn't. It's take as it from elementary. You. <laughs> Soccer is. It's not. It's. I'm. I'm not. It's not me. You know, uh, demeaning <laughs> the sport to say that this side of boxing, it's our most elementary, the most specific skill set. Probably is hockey. You uh -huh. have to be on skates. You have to. But you're hyper coordinated to do that. It's why professional athletes can walk off whatever field of play and go mm. out and be a scratch golfer. It's why Antonio Gates can be a basketball player one day, and then uh, a decade and a half later, he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. It's the same reason. I mean, uh, th there are any number why of these anyone, examples. And, 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 How do you explain Akeem Olajuwon being the okay. best center? It's not merely that he's seven feet tall. It's that he's hyper-coordinated and can do things that other seven-footers have never right. been able to do. And, Alvin but, Kamara, CMC, Tyreek Hill would these guys are hyper coordinated. Do you see what they can do with their with their hands? Their 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 uh, hands. Well, they can't use their hands. This would they can't use your hands. Someone someone tell break the bad news to Dave that none of these people can be allowed to use their hands unless they are playing goalie. But I would like to see it. And in all these great examples, you say over the 150 years, there's not been one that can play soccer. So I don't know. Nobody tries. What do you mean? Of course, there's Should more we do money in hockey? it for them to be in the NFL or NBA or uh, or whatever. I mean, well, I guess not more money. There's plenty. I of say money get Boitano out there. Weird with get Boitano out there. The, the Americans. Boitano is a lame example. The Americans haven't won the gold since 1980. It's time to shake it up in hockey. I think uh, I think we got to do something here. You're right. You're right. Move everyone off their sport. Um, back to continental NBA. cuz continental cuz standing up for the euros. <laughs> Good for you. Turning your back on the red, right. white, and blue. I get it. <laughs> hey, no one's more red, white, and blue than Marv Albert. He's my favorite part of this, uh, all-star game, but I worry about him. 
He's 79 years old. He went to high school with my father. And I know this because I've um, been reminded of it every single time I've seen my father for the last uh, 49 years. <laughs> and uh, Marv Albert, uh, you know, it wasn't Marv Albert. His name was Marv Offrich Teg. And he used to call the basketball games. He had the microphone and he would run up and down the court and he'd be screaming. And we all loved it. Okay, great. I love it too. I'm worried about the guy. I'm worried about my father too. We all, we all love. Oh, it. everybody loved it. Every, I'm sure everyone's like, yeah, "Come on, I can't, get out of the way, you punk!" I can't see. I'm sure they thought it was a, a nonsensical. <laughs> but I, I'm worried he's going to have a heart attack because of some coronary thing. He's 79 years old. He's he's excited about every shot, and there's 320 points in these All Star games, like Steph Curry. Three and yes, it was like, all right, don't get it. There's going to be another one in eight seconds. Don't get too crazy, Marv. Uh, we need you around here. I, I think it's wrong for TNT to force them to do this at uh, age 79. It, it is a lot. Again, an exhibition weekend where an old man really would uh, probably be better served by having his feet up and, and his sure. uh, vocal cords up to for what presumes to be an exciting second half run by the Knickerbockers mm-hmm. towards uh, towards the postseason. Who is who's the who has the best three point call in your opinion among the 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 national NBA guys or even basketball? Gus Johnson is well known for going crazy, but yeah. I think that we sleep. I mean, Kevin Harlan gets a lot of love too, but I think the Breen bang is pretty good and underrated. He's great. And then I wonder if that's why Marv Albert comes back for these things. He's like, I got to show everyone who's boss. I started this whole thing <laughs> with right. the yes and the, you know, it's good, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, Breen is really that. That's what we'll remember, right? Because we're now so used to the ABC calls. I, I just worry about more. I look at it like the Washington fans probably watched Alex Smith. Like, oh, it's great that he's there, but I, I can't watch with my eyes. This is get, it's getting too crazy, too little, too dicey. But all right, so we'll turns close out the book. that turns out though that your mom was right. Uh, not your mom. I mean, collective <laughs> moms in the world who, and it's like it's chilly outside. You know, most of the heat escapes out of your head. Right. Look at him. He's he's been living right. He's had that. Uh, yeah, you're he's right. had that animal atop his head, keeping all the heat in, keeping him nice and healthy, so he can stay on the microphone year after year. Good for year. you, Marv Offridge Tig. Tag, tag, but however I say it, it's wrong. We loved it. We all loved it. I <laughs> loved it. Can you imagine uh, this guy running up and down the sideline? I wonder how much the players loved it. We should get one of those, uh, the high school players from, uh, where did my father go? Madison? No, he went yes! to Lincoln. My father went to Lincoln High School in Brooklyn. All right. I, I should know this. God damn, I should know this. Um, Blake Griffin's on the Nets. Uh, Nets plus 130 to win the East Bucks plus 280 Sixers five to one. Uh, as we start the second half, Nets are three to one to win the title just behind the Lakers at plus 280. Um, they, they had, uh, I saw odds on him going where Blake Griffin would end up. Um, and the Nets were the favorite and this makes sense. He's having fun with this team. Um, is this a likable team? I like Blake Griffin. I think he's really funny. It's funny as shit. He's in the roast master stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I, I, people were saying that this is a unlikable team all of a sudden. Not all of a sudden, but with Kyrie and maybe people don't like Durant and now Blake Griffin. I'm not sure. It doesn't doesn't bother me any. 
people tend to like underdog stories. And so now this team has taken on the shape of something that isn't that. It's a super team. It's the same thing as LeBron down in Miami. Um, and it has that kind of vibe to it and the way they've come together. And as we've talked about before, there, it, 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 it's weird. Uh, it's a funny kind of a paradox in that this is essentially people are resentful, obviously, of multimillionaire basketball players. And we can discuss the the societal reasons for why that might be. But it is ultimately the working class of the National Basketball Association. So I feel like we should embrace a little bit more the working class eschewing the billionaires in favor of the millionaires. You know, you, you think about proletariat versus bourgeoisie. This is, uh, again, striking a blow for the proletariat. They're kind of manufacturing this. I think people are uncomfortable with players deciding their own path. People do not want that to be happening. That's that's the, the trade-off for the average sports fan, it seems, is like, okay, you get millions and millions of dollars for doing what you do, but some random middle-aged white guy is going to determine in which city you do it for at least the first four years. And people do not like when players force their way into different situations that suit them. Um, sure, right. Better. But what so about this being, being a, a unlikable team with Harden and the last two pickups are a little controversial? I don't I'm know. saying that's what I think that's that, what it that's tells why? you. People don't like it because it feels like they're pushing, they're forcing this into something that is unnatural or not the way they're used to seeing teams come together that all of a sudden. Right. But I think these personalities a, on the, on their by themselves would um, probably add up to something that people wouldn't like. You're right. No, you're right. People don't like KD. Like we yeah. talked about with Kenny, the jet lag or who, no, we talked about that with uh, who did we talk about that with Joe Johnson, Joe Johnson. Yep. Um, about why KD isn't perceived to be likable because people like to lionize magic and bird because they didn't have to, to force their way onto a championship team and ride coattails. Yeah, they were. They instead, uh, Magic got drafted onto a team that had Kareem and then added James Worthy, so he didn't have right. to do anything like that. But so people don't like KD. Kyrie's a freak who thinks it's a fra a, 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 a flat Earth. Hmm. Blake Griffin is is sarcastic and 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 um, straight faced. He's a deadpan, funny guy, and so people don't know what to make about that. He dunks too much for some people. You got to remember, Sal. Mm -hmm. A lot of curmudgeons out there that are sports fans. They, they're, they're resentful, despite the fact that they like to watch sports, they're resentful of the human beings that are doing it. Mm -hmm. For, and we can have a conversation that transcends mere sports about why that might be. I could see that. Yeah. Um, and fat James Harden, too, forced his way out of Houston. I mean, now that I think about it, well, yeah, I, that's I can the see thing. people having issues with all four of their right. big four. So, yeah. It isn't. Joel Solomon, you don't like this group, right? I just don't like them because they all went to Brooklyn. It's a very hipster team. Mm. No, I, I mean, I, I like Blake Griffin off the court, but I, I can see how this team can rub fans the, the wrong way. You know, between KD with the burner account and Kyrie's a flat earther and, and James Harden try, with the beard. There's a lot of anti-beard people out people there. People don't like beards. Yeah, this um, could be a... And, you know, just, uh, yeah, like Dave's saying, the way they all forced their way to build this super team. Blake lives by me, I think, Blake Griffin. Uh, but he his son played against mine last year and swatted my son about 17 times. Swatted everybody on the team, and it was unfair. He could, it's, like a, it's like a six-year-old game. He could probably make the middle school team. 
And uh, and I recorded my son like uh, like almost in tears about it afterwards. And then I put it on Twitter and Blake Griffin responded. He's like, oh, Archie, you played great. You know, uh, I'm sorry. It was Harrison. I get confused because of the Royals, what they did with those names. But yes, right. It was Harrison. You played great. Uh, but yeah, so no, he's a he's, he's a good guy in my book. But I could see this being going down as one of the more hated teams. Um Another thing I hate is this this card thing, Dave. It, every week there's more and more. Kobe's rookie card went for $1.8 million. Uh, so I guess he should be the logo. I don't know, right? Is that is that how we determine the logo? Whose rookie card goes for the more, most? And then we just change it every week, um, depending on who goes. No, but I, I get the sense that... Oh, And I, believe me, I don't want everyone watching every penny that I spend either, but... We went from you got to donate to charity. There's so many people hurting out there to, okay, is everyone good? Everyone's back on their feet. Let's spend $75 million on cards. Let's do it. Like, What the hell happened? Where's this card boost coming from all of a sudden? The economy's great Well, the again. weirdest part, yeah, well, the, that's the weirdest part to me about it. When, when we were like, when we were little kids, mm -hmm. um, really before our teen years, the card industry was booming, not not uh, any sport other than um, baseball, but, right. you know, like the Cal Ripken rookie card. I remember being a little kid and, be, and people say, oh, protect that, you know, Cal mm. Ripken and Ricky Henderson and whoever the players of that era were. Um, and I remember Mark McGuire as a rookie hitting, what did he hit, uh, 39 or 49? He hit 49. Canseco's 40, hit, but anyhow. 40 stolen base year, 40 home run. That was big. Yeah, hold on to that. Yeah, look, I remember yeah. people hold on to those rookie cards and keep them safe and everything. But then it swooned for like decades, didn't yeah. it? I mean, then it was like, oh yeah, those cards that you were told to hold on to, yeah, they don't have any value anymore. I'm not clear on what's happened in the last couple of years. I, I was unaware until you started asking me about it a handful of weeks ago. I was like, oh, I had no idea that it was back up to being something that grown-up people actually spent real money on. But as I've said before, safely put away in one of those uh, safe boxes that you see in movies at the bank where they go in and there's a gun and yeah. a roll of money usually and maybe some, some diamonds from goodness knows where. I have uh, my Mario Lemieux rookie card. And I I mean, I for real, if that doesn't make me disloyal if I sold it, right? I well, mean, you got to get it graded. See what it's graded. We keep saying, go to get the PSA grade. I mean, Joel Solomon, you were in a room this week for, for hours this weekend, right? You, you threw your kids aside. What what happened with that? You were in some NBA top shot thing. Did you get I anything? I did. We got a pack. I, I was lucky enough to get a, a, a Giannis card that they're saying could be worth anywhere from $300 to $22,000. Is that uh, right? Yeah, that is right. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's different levels of packs now, uh, even with a top shop based on how rare the cards could be in it. But it's all it's all, all right. So tell me what you did. You were you were online and you were in a, a group and you, you made it through or something. And then they open the pack in front of you or they send the pack to you. They send the pack to you. Uh, you there's a weight room and they release uh -huh. X amount. They tell you how many packs they're going to release. Fifty thousand packs. So if you get a number and you're allowed in, you, you you're allowed to buy that pack or you're wait listed. Mm. Uh, they, they send you the pack. There's three cards. You, you click on it. It does a magical kind of reveal. And, and then there's your card. Uh, it opens it for you. And <laughs> honestly, it was, goes uh, on. and then they're going to send it to you. I mean, there's something you can touch at some point. No, 
No, no. Oh, it there's is, nothing uh, you could touch. No, there's nothing you could touch. Not with these. Oh, it's all digital. I see. It's all digital. These, but this this uh, Kobe Bryant one was a. Uh, this it, was real. Th- that was a real card that was graded, and uh, I, I I just ho- I hope when I give it to you, you enjoy it. I, I this was clearly <laughs> a bad idea by me. I I, I this is going to backfire big time. I, I shouldn't have gotten. Why, it. Sal? If you find if you find this NHL season tedious, I can't imagine that this is interesting to you. This car, these grown up people. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not even this close with their free time. I'm There's not, not enough to, to watch on TV. It. Do you do this? I don't understand. How yeah, much do the packs cost, Joel? You didn't ever said how much you spent on it. Like fifty dollars. Like uh, oh, that means more if you if you're <laughs> hesitating. Like Definitely, that. No. if the yeah. low end that you can make from it is is three hundred, then what's the, well, the then you're leaving out a step there because why wouldn't everybody do that if it was if you were guaranteed to make six times your investment? The 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 other thing is people are grading anything now, whether it's memorabilia or seats or jerseys. So I think we should get betting tickets that were maybe historical, grade them, and and now we'll, we'll, we could corner the market on I don't, betting tickets. I don't like any of this. I don't know what the hell's going on here. This is so, it seems like supply and demand that should have met up uh, weeks ago with this stuff, right? Only 50,000 boxes, you said? Only five, is that what you said? Or only 5,000? Uh, no, 50,000 packs. But, oh, but that's I, it. But, okay, only 50,000. Uh, and everyone I, makes money. I, I, to Dave's point, I think there was a, a, a lag with, you know, sometimes exciting rookies. And now there's John ja Morant and, and Zion and LaMelo. And in football, you have Herbert and that and everyone going through their old stuff uh, has kind of had this resurgence of cards. And mm-hmm. uh, if, if we just had a lot more Anthony Bennett's, nobody would care about cards. I guess that can't be it. <laughs> Is that really your uh, hypothesis? Maybe that's right. We should do, though, Joel, you're right. What would be fun is one of these experts should come over here and, and uh, look through Sal's collection and look through my collection. I'd love for somebody to evaluate. I have a lot of good autographs of guys. I think they don't have any value because my old man, when he was, he was doctoring for the penguins and for Pitt and mm-hmm. Pitt during an era when Dan Marino was there and, uh, a bunch of guys who wound up in the Hall of Fame, and I have their signatures and so on. But my old man nicely always would say, like, make it out to David. And so it's always to David or to that Amy, screws David, it up. And Debbie. No good. Yeah. And so now it has no value. I don't know. Some of them are just the signatures. Well, I mean, that's what a lot, of the, be- a lot of the athletes will do. They say, what's your name? And people are like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, no, 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 right. no. What's your name? I don't want to see this on eBay. But now it's become now... Uh, babyface Joel Solomon's in a in a room opening virtual cards. It doesn't even matter anymore. My God, I don't know what's happening. I, I you know what? I'd rather put my money in Fanduel. There's a reason it's America's number one sports book. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds, all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like the same game parlay. You can win big with the same game parlay. You bet small for the chance to win a large sum. Oh, player props, futures, find whatever you're looking for. FanDuel has heaps of options. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Place your first bet on anything. They'll refund you $1,000 back if you don't win. No strings attached. Any bet you want, NBA, college basketball, tennis, golf. If you win, you keep the cash, you lose. You get your entire bet up to $1,000 
back and site credit. That's ridiculous. If you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, that's ridiculous too. What are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up with promo code extra points so that they know we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code extra points. Dave, for people who have not um, squandered their free thousand dollar pick yet, I don't want to say squandered, but you just keep winning and winning. Give them a winner for tonight. You go, you're going pucks, right? Yes, indeed, uh, in my ongoing effort to convince you to pay closer attention to what is really a singularly (laughs) marvelous hockey season. Now, I root for the Mass Mutual Division, or that's my main focus, and so it's especially juicy stuff, but I also like the Canadian Division, too. Actually, I like three out of the four divisions, but in Canada tonight, you have the Edmonton Oilers royalty, of course, for the deeds of Gretzky and company way back when going against the historyless Ottawa Senators. And so it will continue now. The Edmonton Oilers, once again, stacked with high-end talent. They've made quick work of all the bottom feeders. That's what the Ottawa Senators are. Bottom of that Canadian division there. They do not beat good teams. More importantly, the Oilers do beat the bad teams. In fact, 6-0 and against the teams under 400 this season. And Ottawa is bad. Coming off of a game last night that they won. This means that their number one goaltender, who's not been great, Matt Murray, is probably going to sit down. That's been the pattern this season. That means the backup uh, uh, goalie in there against uh, McDavid and company. I say that in three of the four games, the Oilers have beaten the Senators by at least two goals. I think that they do that again tonight. Take the Oilers by the goal and a half. Oh, you get plus 105 for the goal and a half and minus 255 if you're brave enough and uh, too scared to lay the puck. Probably a, half, a good but... bet to go over the six and a half, too. Right. There you go. Over six and a half will get you minus 118. All right. Well, yeah, listen, the hockey. I'm enjoying the Islanders and Mikey Meatballs. I don't know. I, I just think there's, there's going to be some fatigue here. The Islanders have beaten the Sabres. Six straight times since February 15th. That's not October 15th, Dave. That's February 15th. We're not even up to March 15th. They've had six games against the Sabres. This is not a heated rivalry, as I think you're latching on to for some of this. I just think there's going to be come time for the playoffs when these teams meet again. There's going to be a little bit of fatigue, but... We'll see. Well, listen, I mean, you're not paying close enough attention because the the, the hated figure, (laughs) the one thing everybody can agree on outside of uh, our nation's capital is that Tom Wilson is the Vontez Perfect of the NHL, which is to say a creep in the uh, to the first degree. All right. And so that that kind of hatred is really seeping through. I'm with you. The Penguins have not played the Sabres or the Devils once yet. This is where they should be able to make some hay. Meantime, the Islanders ruling that division, and it feels improbable because everybody points to, like, well, Trotz's system. I'd be resentful if I were on the Islanders because they have legit skill. Did you see the goal by uh, Barzell this Barzell, weekend? Barzell, yeah. I mean, yeah. what? Very nice. Between his legs, in the in, in full speed. <laughs> All right. It was, I mean, it's really, it's, it, it, it's splendid stuff. The Islanders are very good. I, the team that misses out on these playoffs and the blue shirts uh, of Eddie Spaghetti are highly talented too. They don't uh, have a, a a back end to stop anybody. But um, it's uh, please do yourselves a favor. Tune in, enjoy this uh, hockey. It's like what the it's what the big it's yeah, what the original in. six must have looked like. 
I you know, only play you're five excited. other teams all you're, season right. long. It's yeah, you're excited about all these ideas that would cripple your sport. Your sport wouldn't last four <laughs> years if they did it. That, oh, just play the original six. Why bother with these other teams? Ottawa, how dare they exist in Canada? Come on. I think, yeah. All right, I'll. It's like in. getting in. No, it's like it's like for one year. It's like getting into a time machine and going back and seeing what it must have yeah, been like great. and realize how spoiled we are. You only got to watch if you were watching hockey in 1958. Well, you watched your team play the same five teams, and if you got the short end of the straw, if you if you were a uh, a New York Rangers fan, you never won anything, and you just had to watch all these other good teams all the time. Would have been yeah. would be basically like being a Sabres right. fan this year. I walked to work. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I appreciate what they did in the 1920s, but I'm going to jump in my car the next uh, few weeks. I'm just going to do it. But I get it. I get a walk to work would be fun. What a Scrooge. Um, hey, I'm going to make people money here. Here's my pick. Go to Fandle. Bet the over in the St. Mary's Gonzaga game. That's the semifinals of the WCC right there. Um, boy, I mean, Gonzaga. What, what can you say about them? They're 24-0. I'm going over here. 143 and a half. The Bulldogs games have gone over the last 11 neutral site games. They're 10 and one in the over. The over is cashed in their last five games. They beat the Gales 87 65 last game, which adds to 152. I say high scoring. If you can get a point uh, total over 80, over 80 and a half individually for Gonzaga, I would do that. I think they uh, score closer to 90, over 143 and a half. Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and then they play, I think, the winner tomorrow. Who is it? BYU? BYU is in the other game. I think that's who they're going to play in the finals. But for tonight, over 143 and a half. That's my pick for Gonzaga. Boy, we have a lot of uh, conference torn. A big, big one starting this week, Dave. I think the ACC actually starts Tuesday. A lot of these others tip off Wednesday. FanDuel has odds for the final one seed. Well, all the one seeds. Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan are pretty much locked. So the Michigan... Lost to Michigan State yesterday. They're still minus 210. That fourth number one seed, Dave, I know you like Illinois. I like him too. Best player had like a, a facial fracture or something. Sat out for a while. Doesn't matter. Still beat up on Ohio State. They're two to one odds to uh, get that fourth spot. Iowa plus 270. Ohio State three to one. West Virginia three to one. FSU, Nova, and Bama plus 350. Now, to me, it's got to be Illinois, not just because your boy Lenardi says it's Illinois, but they beat Iowa, lost to Illinois. Ohio State has lost to since on against all odds. Boy, we really whiffed here. We thought Ohio State would be the fourth one seed. They've now lost to Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, and Illinois all in the last 10 days. You're sticking with Illinois at two to one. I think those are good odds. I do. I, I do like Illinois. I think, though, if Illinois... That, that math is always how much because it feels like I, I like when the committee comes out of it and Lenardi supports them or I, when, when they sort of like, well, we really looked at the turn it, as though the, the 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 range of opinions that the committee has on the impact of the conference tournament ranges wildly right. uh, case by case. If Illinois loses and goes out immediately, as sometimes happens with these teams that don't care about the tournament because they feel comfortable and they want to stay nice and fresh for the main event. Um, and Florida State runs the table. I, I like that Florida State team making some hay once the uh, the uh, March Madness tournament gets going there. But yes, I will. Uh, I'll stick with Illinois for now. All right. Asterisk it if Florida State runs the table and Illinois loses its first conference tournament game, I guess there would be some. The problem is you could make some the, case. The Illinois got has a double buy here. 
So I'm even trying to figure out who they would play. Actually, they play the winner of Indiana Rutgers, but that's still a quarterfinal game. So if they lose that, you think they drop from the one? Maybe they do. Both of those are uh, Rutgers is a bubble team, although they're saying they're in. I don't. They don't even have a bet uh, a winning conference record. I don't think um, that would stop them. FSU. Tell me if you've ever heard this before. As of last week, I don't think they played an overtime game. As of last week, Florida State had won eleven overtime games in a row. I think you go through the annals of history. I haven't seen anything like that, but can, can, can you beat that? Has any, someone write into the extra points gang at gmail.com. I don't know if that's beatable. 11 overtime games in a row. Wow, that is funny. That's a funny thing because you would think that, you know, uh, forgive me, but um, for bringing up the hockey again, like if you're uh, uh, an, uh, an overwhelming, if you have two, really high-end superstars yeah. in the NHL, it would make sense that then you would dominate the overtime frame because of the three-on-three. Three. There's nothing inherent you wouldn't think about basketball that gives one side or the other the edge. That is Yeah, like even one. those old UCLA teams, if they got to, you know, John Wooden's team got to overtime, it means, well, they're having an off day, right? As dominant as they are, or even if they, um, talent-wise, they supersede the... Uh, the opposition, but Florida state Nova lost as they've been a little sketchy down. There. I think they lost to Providence yesterday. Alabama is in a weaker conference. although they have a really good conference record in the sec. But um, I think it's, I think Illinois at two to one is, is a really good value right there. Um, I agree. And you gotta, you, you, you really like when, when they're, when the um, great teams, when there's an inordinate percentage of them, um, loaded up in one conference. I think you have to honor that. I yes, mean, the, exactly. the point about Ohio State is great, but they're not, do, you know, the, you know, they're not doing it in a second-rate conference. It's clearly the best conference in basketball this uh, this season. And um, well, they I'm, did it I'm for many years. For many them. years, you'd see North Carolina and Duke. You'd see they both get one seeds, or they'd figure it out. Right, It'd be right there. So uh, keep. Uh, Let's check the bias this time, because the because I, I legitimately. You know, there's some coaches getting fined for saying stuff about the officiating, which is a weird rule, too, by the way, that for all the the uh, conversation for another day, perhaps. But Mm -hmm. for all the concerns about uh, First Amendment rights and everything else, it is kind of funny that you're not allowed to say like, boy, well, we would have won that game if not for the officiating, that you can get fined for that. It's kind of an interesting thing. Where's everybody fighting for your First Amendment rights on that one? Right. Yeah, Um, exactly. Anyhow, but there will be a lot of this like. Dickie V Dickie V goes crazy every year and everybody like if you're if you're a coach or a player and you do that, they fine you for doing that. It's a it's a weird message. Yeah. Well, this is not a weird message. Our friends at Crown Royal. This is a key message, as I'm being told. They tell you that even at home, you still get mm. to enjoy your favorite game day cocktails. You can make fun of the officials, right? It's in your living room. Say whatever you want, but you just have to remember to take a water break in between to stay hydrated. Don't be that person that ruins game day for your friends and family. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. My crown royal athlete of the week, Amanda Nunez, UFC 259. Now, let me ask you, Dave, do you have to make me money for me to name you crown royal athlete of the week? Yes. Yes, you do. No, yeah. no, you don't. Yeah. No, no, you actually don't, but it really helps. And she took on Megan Anderson in the octagon and she dropped her early. Now, I had bet that Amanda Nunez at plus 210 would win by submission. So what does she do? She knocks Megan Anderson on her ass early. She jumps on her back, 
she puts her in a triangle chokehold. Now this, I don't know if you've seen this, Dave, but you got your leg across your opponent's throat and then trying to finish her off with the arm bar, right? So she's got the leg crossed and the arm bar. She's like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You want me to choke you out with my legs? Or you want me to break your arm? What are you going to do here? Megan Anderson, she tapped out. She's like, I don't even want to decide. Boom, I'm done. That's a submission. That's plus 210. And that is my crown royal athlete of the week. Top that, Dave. Who's yours? All right. Uh, I do want to follow up on that uh, on that question that you just asked. In the meantime, I'm going to go with what is really a fascinating career chase here. We talk all the time about defending your generation's best and the best ge- uh, the best of our generation in terms of NHL goal scorers is Alex Ovechkin. I'm not a huge fan of the Washington Capitals. I am a fan of greatness. The great eight is that, and he may not just be the greatest goal scorer of our generation, but in my mind, with the possible exceptions of Mario Lemieux and Mike Bossy, the single greatest oh, goal scorer yeah. of all time, to wit, he's chasing... One Wayne Gretzky sitting there, of course, Wayne Gretzky at the time of his retirement and even before was decreed to hold records that were unbreakable. At 894, though, Wayno sits there watching Alex Ovechkin creeping up ever closer. Now at 714, shout out to Phil Esposito, who did it in a different era and still has 717, ranking six there. Sal, Will Ovechkin, at age coming up on, he's basically in, uh, uh, his 36th year on the right. big blue marble here mm-hmm. at 714. He's got about, you know, what's that? Uh, you know, we've got to get about 160 goals to catch Wayno. Will he do it before he hangs up the skates? Oh, vet 714 is an interesting number, Dave. The, that's the amount of home runs. Uh, Babe that's Ruther. right. That's so uh, that jumps out of my head. Correct. Okay. 714. Let's take a look. Can't you can't go by last year. So, so he's right around 48, 49, 50. Hasn't really dropped from there. Uh, nah, he's got to play to 41, 42. If he averages I, well, 49 goals a, a year, 45 goals a year. And it feels like he started the gentle decline a little bit. I'm going under. Too. He's not. I'm sorry. I know he's your crown so royal too. athlete of the week. What, what do you mean? You, you think so too? He's your athlete of the week. I, 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 because I mean, the fact that he's even in this chase and he par- spent part of the front end of his career in the dead puck area, he and Sidney Crosby and Gino Malkin helped pull the NHL out of that uh, goal scoring <laughs> funk. But oh, nevertheless, that's when he dropped into the league. Gretzky dropped into a league when everybody and their mother was scoring a, a 130 points a season. Um, I'm tipping my hat to the grade eight for what he's been able right. to do, even if he doesn't get to, to 99's all-time goal, to, goal total. And also shout out to Mario Lemieux, who only needed 900-plus uh, games to get near 700 goals, where everybody else needed 1,500 or more to get oh to their Oh, my God. Goal. That's what this was all about. Spaghetti, that's what this was. Uh, just, just Everything ends up being a shout out to Mario Lemieux. Um, you know, he could have made and Blake Sidney Griffin Crosby. the... Uh, the athlete of the week, but it would have ended up with Mario Lemieux. All right, spaghetti. Real he hasn't quick. done anything in a month. Does Ovechkin do anything? Does he break the record? Real quick, spaghetti. It's tough just because he plays a physical game, and I'm not sure how long, how much longer he could actually sustain scoring goals at a high pace, but before his body starts to break down, so I may have to go under as well. All right, meatballs over or under? Well, if he wants to come play with Matthew Barzal, he'll uh, he'll definitely get there. 
Whoa, look at that. What does that even mean? He's got to switch teams. He's got to switch teams, Dave. That's how it's going to happen. All right. You can catch spaghetti and meatballs on minus three. They go into the, uh, they go into, uh, what's the division? It's, it's the, which bank is it? The mass mutual. Mass mutual. The mass mutual. They hit all of them. I really do. In the, in my mini homage to, to the grade eight though, (laughs) he is uh, a two dimensional lethal weapon. I mean, he doesn't, it's not like he plays a complete game or anything, but I mean, just the him at the top of the circle, them just trying to feed him the puck so he can unleash that hammer of a shot remains devastating to this day. And it's been that way for a decade and a half. It's quite a spectacle. There are few things in sport that are more consistently scary if you're rooting for the other team to be playing against. It's uh, like I say, you know, Mike Bossy had a rangier game. Obviously, Lemieux had uh, had a complete hockey game, mm-hmm. but Boy, I there there are not many things in sport, but it's kind of like Tyree Kill running a streak. Like, what are you gonna do? There, you can do everything you want to try and stop it. It's not gonna be enough if uh uh at some point it's gonna break through on you. That's what I get Ovechkin it. is. All right. Well, Ovechkin, you know, and he got to play the Sabres 37 times in 2021. So that 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 didn't hurt either. I don't even know. That's uh that's my question matchup. is no one ever break, but you talk about Nunez. When yeah. it's like the threat is, if you don't tap out, I'm going to break your arm. They never break the arm, though. Oh, do they, they do. They never oh, like yeah. at this. No, they do. They do. Oh, they it do. Happens. Like, all right, you didn't want to tap out. Now, guess what? Now, Hap- now happens you, a couple, uh, right? Have to be in a cast. Mikey Meatballs happens a couple, few times a year, right? They break the arm. Some, uh, I mean, there's so many matches now, so it's, it's just uh, it's going to happen accidentally. But um, well, I thought she was nice enough. She left. Sometimes they don't even leave you this uh, triangle choke. Uh, arm bar com- combination at least left uh what's her name uh megan anderson the opportunity to tap with her free arm sometimes you can't even tap you have to scream you talk about humiliation at least the tapping is whatever you see it the referee sees it it's over but if you have to scream i give up oh boy dave that's it <laughs> right because that, uh, I, I can't tap with my toes or my fingers or anything that's that's a humiliation of all, and thankfully, I'm a delicate flower. Do that. If you forced me into the octagon, I would just like as soon as like <laughs> on your mark and set go, be like, I'm in. It's it. Tap out. I would do whatever I had to do. I would never want uh, another grown man coming at me with with uh, uh, mal intent and bare feet. That would be uh, that would be the perfect storm for me to just tap out. <laughs> all right. Well, now we like, know. Nope. I don't want anything to do with any of this. Now we know what to get Dave for his birthday. Crown Royal, the perfect addition to game day. But don't forget, you got to stay hydrated. You have to drink responsibly. That was Crown Royal's water break. Moderate your drinking on game day. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. And for more tips on how to crown your game day, visit at Crown Royal on Instagram. Dave, what else do we have going on? You lost your keys. Something you you started telling us. I said, save save this for the podcast. It was a tough weekend. There was a well, between the tough choices. It was a great weekend uh, watching Pittsburgh Penguins hockey. Of course, uh, mm. you know, playing some catch up there in that division. But personally, a little bit rough for me because um, one, we uh, we 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 went over to the park where you can you know get in one of the swans and pedal and everything else as society mm. opens up a little bit more and more. Uh, but on the way, I, I put my keys on on the on top of the car just so I could buckle in the little ones. And then um, then I drove off with the keys still on the the roof of the car. Mm. And uh, the wife, she had 
the backup keys because sometimes I forget the keys. So she brings a backup set <laughs> in her bag. But because she had the backup set in the car, the car didn't re the the car was able to turn over, <laughs> even though the original set of keys was on the roof of the car because she had the backup set in the car. So the key started. So the car started. Um, and then I drove away, and then at some point in the uh, journey, the keys fell off the car, and now I don't have those except for the backup keys. And so that's bad. And then she was miffed with me and thought me less uh, less a man. And then um, and then last night, um, you know, I love my Envy apples, and she went to the grocery store, and I said, hey, can you pick up some Envy apples? And she did, and she brought them back, <laughs> but she didn't look at them closely. She didn't expect them, you see. And so one of the, one of them had a big dent in it, you know, a big wealth. And yeah. I like that. Uh, eat one oh, apples. I like, I love an, an apple, out. but not one that's been Just dented. Just chop it so, out. So then, but I looked at it and it was like a big circle and it was starting to, it was starting to get rotten there. And she said, well, just cut that part out. That's cut exactly that part right. off. And I was like, no, I don't want to eat that. I don't know. Maybe there's a worm in there or something. By oh, now. come on. And she's like, there's not a worm inside the apple. And I said, well, it doesn't look right to me. It's like it's a, like a silver dollar sized welt. That doesn't look like a satisfying apple. No, thank you. And so I put it back in the refrigerator. And she said, you put that back in there. You cut that out. And I said, I'm not going to cut it out. You eat it. And and she said, this is the man who has to defend our home if an intruder came in. This is a man who's going to who's going to keep me and the children safe is a man who won't eat that apple. Oh, and I man. said, now this is an evaluation of my manhood. No, it so always is. The whole yeah. thing was a mess. <laughs> so you lost your keys and your fruit integrity keys. all in one weekend. I and, can't believe and it. And my dignity and my dignity. Yes, and all your in dignity. One weekend. I was You're, emasculated. Poor Beth. And, uh, it, uh, yes, it was terrible. Poor Beth. Yeah, anyway. you're, you're going to end up, you're going to wake up one day, you're going to be in a triangle chokehold, and you're going to, what What the how the hell did this happen? Like, eat the apple. Right. Just eat the goddamn apple. Right. That's what's going to go on. Well, when, like, it's the bottom line, the weekend goes like this. The, uh, you know, they they do the three stars in mm. hockey. The, the three, right. I don't know, the three star crossed of the weekend. It goes queen mom one in the win place. Mm. It goes, uh, Woody Allen in uh, the place by Damashek in show. Thank oh. goodness for Woody and Queen. They, right, they have right, obscured right. my personal shame. Yes. Nobody's yes. putting this on TV. We're just putting it on a podcast. <laughs> Woody's got to be like, Jesus Christ, one more episode. Let's just get through this. What the <laughs> hell? What more do you need to know? <laughs> Are we allowed to watch his movies anymore? I don't know. I don't know what goes on. I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can enjoy Manhattan anymore, especially Manhattan and crimes and misdemeanors are probably his two best. Well, and also Hannah and her sisters. But Manhattan is exactly about. That's the problem. <laughs> they, the, they relate all of this. So you back can't really to, watch it. And then they show like, well, if you look at the theme, like in many of these movies, he's dating a much younger woman. One case, she was 17 years old and he's trying to call it off. But it's like, oh, shit, that's right. My God, all this stuff like. Uh, I can't watch the Cosby show either because the uh, <laughs> Dr. Cosby is a is a creep, too. I don't know how this works. Right. And here's here's another one for you. I think we've talked about this, but George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, when they were first constructing uh, the Indiana Jones story for Raiders of the Lost Ark, Lucas pounded the table for uh, Indiana Jones oh, yeah. and, and uh, Marion, his girlfriend in the first one, who Younger. He, you know, he tracks down in Tibet. At the time that when when they refer back to when they were originally dating, she was supposed to be twelve in Georgia Lucas's mind. It's like, yeah, Doctor Jones needs that uh, 
needs that air of mystique. It's like, that's not mystique, George. That's that's creepy, felonious behavior. Right. Um, and what if we find out that George Lucas has some some dark predilection? And then are we allowed to enjoy the Star Wars uh, movies anymore? That's Don't over. even start I that know. kind of thing. I read somewhere uh, and Harry met Sally. Meg Ryan was supposed to be nine years old. I, I just think it's a different movie if you do it that <laughs> way. Ruins no? the movie, yeah, really, in it a really lot of does. ways. All right. Um, if anyone finds Dave's keys <laughs> or his dignity, please email us at the extra points gang at Gmail. Dot com. Yeah, I can see either. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, join us, me and the uh, the Jenner trifecta winning picks all weekend. We are going to go over every conference, uh, all the conference odds on against all odds tomorrow morning. So tune in for that. I'm at the cousin Sal. Dave, you're at Damashek and you got minus three coming up. A two for this week. At Damashag, yeah, we, lo we, we love doing uh, two a week. We feel that uh, the last fortnight has proven that um, that we know how to play the game of life and uh, and the game of sport, or at least talk about the sports. Uh, having a great time doing it with Kevin Hench and uh, beyond. Make sure you go back and uh, track down last week's episode. Controversial. I Listen, I'm not going to apologize for defending old glory. You know, I, I said our best athletes would would be able to win their best sport. AKA I think soccer. your brain is rotting like that apple that you uh, turned aside this weekend. I'm not sure, but just a reminder out there. All right, when you everyone. when you tell me when you tell me why Akeem Olajuwon could pick up basketball and be the best player in uh, in America <laughs> almost immediately, and when you can make sense of that happening, but I, that tell um, me why no one's CMC done it. CMC wouldn't be good at soccer. It's fine because no one, no one's done it. There hasn't been a crossover already until it happens. That's why. But Dave, I'm trying to remind people that they may feel like underdogs, but they're all my favorites. That's what I'm reminding them. And to tune in Wednesday. Say up. <laughs>